It is Sunday, September 27th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, Dana White has a bunch of Come On Now moments from the UFC 253 post-fight press conference. Why would the president of a $4 billion plus company conduct business via direct messages? If the UFC is on fire, does that mean the base pay for fighters is going to rise and other fighters are going to get a bump up? Dana White claims Israel Adesanya will be the next big UFC star, but a week ago he was pushing back on Adesanya's personality. Dana White rips into the media again. The Hamzat Chemaev train rolls on, and he's doing a great job of keeping that train on the tracks. The UFC is out of the Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz business and in on the Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington business, and that is a mistake. And then my notes on UFC 253. I'm going to start off with uh, talking about things Dana White had to say at the UFC 253 post-fight press conference. I'll play what White had to say, and then I'll make my comments. So here's Dana White from the UFC 253 post-fight press conference. Conor McGregor made waves over the last 24 hours or so talking about this. Uh, well, first of all, sharing direct messages from you. Did, yeah. that, did that upset you that he kind of shared private conversations? Listen, I've had people blowing me up left and right. Um, I mean, everybody here knows. I mean, even the ladies, this is some man code stuff. You know, you don't, you, you just, it's, it's just something you don't do. It's one, of the, it's one of the dirtiest things you can do, which, by the way, you know, because, uh, we were just talking about Diego Sanchez, you know, and Diego Sanchez is in there <clears throat> in a private conversation that I was having with Connor. When you're the number two or three ranked guy in the world and you're, you're telling me that you want to fight, but you want to fight unranked 39-year-old Diego Sanchez in a main event in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah, fair enough. How, how valid is this Pacquiao thing, though? Can you comment on that? I mean, is this a real thing that I'm, could happen? I have no idea. No idea? Yeah. Listen, you guys have been asking me about Conor McGregor forever. Did, um, did, did you see Conor McGregor's tweet? Which one? Well, I think it, the retirement tweet? Oh, yes, I'm yes, retired. Yes. Birthday cake. I'm retired. There's a lot of come on now in this, in this one from White. Starting with the... Uh, people blowing up his phone and the man code comment violating the man code and the dirtiest thing you can do come on all of those all three of those are come on nows i don't know why someone's conducting business through direct messaging it's unprofessional it's and this is what happens if you leave a record someone's going to put that record out there and so conor mcgregor did that so if white wants to blame someone he can blame himself for this one he, he set himself up to be to have his words put out there. Now, do other fighters do this? No, but Conor McGregor's Conor McGregor. And if he wants to put something and make it to his advantage, he's going to do it because he knows he can. He can, And he knows that he his value to the UFC, no matter what he does, is going to remain fairly high because let's not forget, he still has the, uh, um, I guess it's the sexual assault charges from Corsica hanging over his head here. As far as I know, no one has said that that has gone away. So the UFC is pretty forgiving on that front, but putting some direct messages that really didn't say a whole lot of anything out there is dirty. We know Dana White has done dirtier things than this. 
whenever it suits him, he'll run down a fighter. He'll he'll badmouth a fighter. And let's not forget, he's allegedly a, a promoter of those fighters. He's not just the president of the UFC. He's the promoter. And so what kind of promoter devalues the fighters and takes shots at them and tries to make them look bad? That's kind of the opposite of promoting, isn't it? Dana White doesn't look any better than Conor McGregor in this, this debacle. So don't let him play the victim here. He's more often than not the victimizer. So let's keep a straight head on when considering both of these men. And there's no real winners here. So take it for what it's worth. I also want to add in the fact that White once again uses the go-to here. And we all know it's a lie. Conor McGregor is retired. Conor McGregor is not retired because he's still in the USADA pool. And if you're getting randomly drug tested, you're not retired. You're still a UFC fighter. You're not officially retired until you drop out of the USADA pool. And then you have to wait six months to get back in. I think it's six months. But you have to wait a period of time to get back in. And you have to notify USADA that you want back in. And then that time, that clock starts ticking. So make it clear once again. Conor McGregor is not retired just because he tweeted he was three times now does not make him retired. Just makes him not fighting at this moment. So someone needs to call bullshit on that because McGregor's in the testing pool, not retired. Listen, the the, 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 the UFC is on fire right now. I mean, the, the records we broke tonight, we had like uh, on, tons of records on social media. Social media records were, were, were off the charts, and, 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 and all the numbers that are coming in are, are massive. And every time we're doing fights now, it's, they're big. I mean, if you look at our social media in the last year, UFC social media has gained 8 million followers in the last year, 2.5 million since Florida. Mine has gained a million since Florida. The whole sport is, you know... It's on fire right now. We're, 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 our numbers keep going up. Our, our ratings keep going up, and it's, it's all good. And here we go again with Dana White bragging about the year the UFC is having. Everything is going up. They're breaking records. Ratings keep going up. Social media records keep going up. Social media subscribers keep going up. You know what's not going up? Fighter pay is not going up. So maybe... Balance the, balance the scales a little bit. Every time we hear White speak, almost every time, there's something about how great the UFC is doing this year. And yet, there's Jessica Rose Clark with 17 bucks in the bank and going to have to look for other sources of income and not be a full-time professional fighter. Are there NFL players out there looking in the offseason to supplement their income? No. Are there baseball players out there doing that? No. Are there hockey players out there doing that? No. Are there basketball players out there doing that? No. But the UFC, biggest uh, MMA organization in the world, are those fighters out there looking for second jobs? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And that's because the UFC does not share the revenue with the fighters nearly as close of a split as the other sports are. Again, all those other sports are closer to 50-50 because they have associations and, and unions. And the UFC is 80-20 at best because that's the business and that's what the investors are expecting. And so all this talk of how great the UFC is doing doesn't trickle down to the fighters. It's wrong. 
It's disgusting, but it's not going to change until the fighters stand up. So they need to, they need to stand up. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, do you think Adesanya can be the new Anderson Silva of the division? I, yeah, well, I think he's going to be the, the new Adesanya of the division. You know, he's got his own style and his own way about him. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be the next big superstar here, especially after tonight's performance. That, that one bothers me, the Adesanya next big star. It bothers me because wasn't White just a week or so ago running down Adesanya saying he doesn't like when he does his dancing and things like that. So he's basically cutting Adesanya's personality off at the knees because he doesn't like it. He doesn't. He just wants guys to come out, walk to the cage, get in their fight, walk out. He doesn't want the, the celebrations and the histrionics. Um, and you know why? Because he doesn't want a fighter to become a star that's bigger than the three letters of UFC. He had that in, in Conor McGregor, and look look how that's turning out for the UFC. It's great for the bank, not so great for negotiations. And so he runs fighters down and cuts their personality as often makes sure makes sure they'll never be as big as the UFC or him. Those are the two things that get promoted over any fighter. Been that way since the uh, since Zufa purchased the UFC. Not going to change. If you watched UFC 253, you saw that the UFC is going to do some kind of special documentary on Fight Island and what it took, I guess, to bring the fights to Fight Island. And, of course, Dana White's going to be featured prominently in that. So during the, the fight, the promo for that came up, and Dave Doyle of MMA Junkie made a comment that something to the effect of, great, we have, we're going to have to see another video with Dana White being the star, which... If you've watched any of these videos, the star is usually Dana White because, again, just like I said last, the last section there, Dana White's the biggest star in the UFC and the second biggest star is UFC. And so White got pissy about it, as he's apt to do, because remember, he's somebody who doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him, but seemed to give a shit about Dave Doyle here. And he tweeted at him, it's the behind the scenes of what went on over here, you effing douchebag and all kinds of spelling errors in there so if you can see the tweet you should look at it and I can't see it I had to get it sent to me because the man who's not uh, afraid of anyone saying anything bad about him doesn't let me see his tweets weird and then he of course takes a shot at the media so tired of these media scumbags who have never built anything in their lives or done anything but shoot their big mouths off about people who actually are doing shit if you don't like the fact that I'm in the behind the scenes of my company, don't watch. Uh, and then F face. So again, doesn't care what anybody says about him. Can say whatever you want. But a little touchy here. Just a little touchy. What I commented on this is I hope that this is a realistic video because we know that Abu Dhabi footed the bill for all of this stuff because it wanted to be an attraction for other sporting events in Abu Dhabi. And so that was a good business move for them. They, they, they figured the investment would be wise. And from what we've seen in Fight Island, it looks like it's going to be wise because they've had successful cards. No one's gotten COVID-19 that we know about. The testing protocol on paper and from what we've seen looks fantastic. That was not the UFC's doing. 
Now, if it spins it, that it's going to be the UFC's doing, be aware that everyone knows that Abu Dhabi footed the bill for this, not the UFC. And that when I say footed the bill, that goes from the flights in and out to the hotel, to the, to the infrastructure, because it wanted to be a destination for other sporting events. It invested in itself, and the UFC took advantage of that, which good for them. Good for them, good for Abu Dhabi. But be realistic about it. Don't try and make this another UFC myth. Because while this was spectacularly successful in Abu Dhabi, you can go to the UFC Apex and see a vast difference. You have all kinds of positive COVID tests. There is no bubble over in Vegas in the Apex. And we know that. And there's a bubble in Abu Dhabi, at least for everyone but Dana White and his buddies who leave the bubble and come back in when they want to shoot a video for Abu Dhabi tourism, which negates the idea of a bubble, but that's a a different discussion. So if this is all about Abu Dhabi, which I think it's going to be, why, why, why the focus on Abu Dhabi and why not the focus on the Apex? Because the UFC is in charge of the Apex and the Abu Dhabi Tourism Commission is in charge of the Fight Island. And they did the good job, not the UFC. So don't let White spin this. Don't let him you know, control the narrative, which he's apt to do, which he loves to do, which is what the whole, a lot of the UFC mythos is built upon, distraction and subterfuge and look over here and ignore that over there because that's just the way the Fertitas and White did it. And another thing that bothers me about this, and I tweeted this too, the thing that the idea that Dana White built the UFC, Dana White didn't build the UFC. Dana White was just some guy with rich friends and his rich friends bought the UFC, lost a ton of money, a ton of money before they turned any profit and then they got out when the getting was good. So the Fertitta brothers, I don't know how they... I don't know why they stuck it out for so long and I don't know how they knew to get out when they did but but they were the ones that built this. White helped but without the Fertitas there's no UFC as we know it today. They were the money. White was the mouth. White is still the mouth. He's a promoter and from what we know he loves to promote Dana White and the UFC more than anything. So keep that in mind when, if and when you watch these, uh, these documentaries. And keep in mind that Abu Dhabi fit, footed these bills. The Kamzat Chemaev sweepstakes are heating up. Um, Stephen Thompson sounds like he wants to fight Leon Edwards. He was offered the Chemaev fight, so he's more interested in Edwards' fight because Edwards is ranked. Um, Neil Magny seems pretty interested in fighting Chemaev. And after UFC 253, Chemayev called out Israel Adesanya, and that's not going to happen. So I, I would like to see a Magni fight. Why not? Been around a while, long, rangy fighter, smart guy, well, well coached, well trained, good everywhere, can surprise you. And uh, so why not make that fight? If if Magni's interested, Chemayev can't get somebody else to fight him. Why not? Why not make Magni? But. Chemayev is really doing an excellent job here of promoting himself, keeping himself in everybody's minds. And, uh, you know, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like the call-outs he makes. But, you know, then there's a fight card that you're going to at least hear from Chemayev if he's not fighting. So he's doing a smart thing here. 
and good for him. And that's paying off, but it doesn't hurt that he's also only got hit once in three fights and has three finishes. So you need to have both of those to balance the scales a little bit to make sure you, uh, you're fighting well and keeping yourself in the news. And he's, he's doing both of those things. I don't know when he's going to fight because the, the Maya fight looks like it's off the table for some reason, which was supposed to be on fight Island. That's not going to happen now. So his next fight's going to be sometime. And after these, after the end of October and some, it's probably going to be in Vegas. So for those hoping to see Chimaev at Fight Island, unless something drastically changes in the next couple weeks, sorry, but that's not going to happen. Another surprising thing was that the UFC seems to be out of the Nate Diaz-Jorge Masvidal rematch business and onto the Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington business. Now, that fight makes more sense as far as the rankings go, for sure. And but it does not make more sense as far as the bank goes because Masvidal's a draw. Covington is not. Diaz is a draw. I think you put Diaz and Masvidal in there. It's a bigger fight. It's a more money-making fight. It's a fight that could headline a pay-per-view, especially if you put the, 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 the BMF title back in the mix there. I don't think you put the BMF title in the mix for Covington. If Masvidal has anything to say with it, I don't think that's going to happen because it's probably not going to be an exciting fight unless Masvidal starches him in some spectacular way in the early going, um, a la Ben Askren. Uh, but the styles don't make a BMF fight. Masvidal's style does. Covington's style of a volume striker and takedowns and volume on the ground, but not heavy punches and heavy strikes doesn't make BMF fight makes a interesting fight for sure but I don't think it's a, a anywhere as big of a draw as a, a a Diaz and Masvidal fight I don't think it I don't think it comes close to that but I could be wrong last night was uh and I'll just wrap it up here with some UFC 253 related notes so last night was a, a hell of a some of these fights were pretty interesting Brandon Royval who I didn't have I thought his win over Tim Elliott was more a balancing of you know, the scales. I thought Elliott was on his way down, and Roy Val is, was kind of, we'll see where Elliott is. I thought that was what that fight was going to be. And up until last night, I, I still thought that, but my opinion has changed drastically on Brandon Roy Val now. Um, he, he ran through Kai Kara France in impressive fashion, and now... I see Brandon Royval as a big problem in the flyweight division. And I, I don't like to get on the hype train right away. So as with Chimaev, when I, I had to see two fights for him and before I got, well, three for him before I jumped on, I think Royval, because of the uh, the thinner division, is going to be a uh, more of a threat right away here now. I mean, he's already a threat. Cara France was ranked. I think Elliot was ranked. So he's he's looking like he's going to be a problem right now for the top five in the division. So if you're not on the Brandon Royval hype train, you might want to get on that one as soon as you can. Jan Blockowitz was impressive, very impressive. I thought it was going to be a surprise if he won. I picked against him. I thought Reyes would beat him by decision. Maybe a late knockout if, if Blockowitz uh, gassed. 
dominated the fight. Just dominated. It was cool, calm, great striking, did everything right, and just ran right over Dominic Reyes. And this guy didn't start his UFC career on a very strong note, but he's uh, he's looking good right now, um, looking real good. So great, great performance and great win for your uh, new UFC light heavyweight champion. First time someone other than John Jones or Daniel Cormier has been a champion uh, since 2011 when Jones took the title from Hua. When we all thought Jones was uh, still the good guy that was running down criminals in the streets of Trenton. But times have changed. Um, Israel Adesanya and Paula Costa. Dana White was hyping this fight up that it was going to be a fight of the year. A contender that Costa was going to force Adesanya to fight. That didn't happen. Um, Adesanya just chopped away at Costa's front leg until it was just bruised up and damaged. Um, and he struck it in three different spots over and over. It was a low low calf, mid-calf, and knee. Just chopped away at that lead leg. And Costa didn't check any that I can remember. By the time he had decided to unleash his striking, Costa that is, he didn't have much to go in that he was slowed down. And Adesanya, years of kickboxing experience pay off. And he just slips that punch, moves to the side, clocks him, knocks him out. And then the, the ground assault was just nasty. And I think that was because of what Costa had said during the lead-up. I mean, even even on social media, Adesanya posted, you know, that you got mounted by a white belt. So a little dig, a little dig there from uh, Adesanya, but... Anyone that thought Israel Adesanya is not the real deal needs to start giving him his props because him, his team at City Kickboxing, and his coach, Eugene Behrman, fantastic, fantastic work every time. And uh, he remains undefeated, so good for him, and it's going to take someone uh, real special, real special to, to beat Israel Adesanya. But we'll see if that person's out there. And he said his next fight is probably going to be against Jared Cannonier if Cannonier beats uh, Robert Whitaker. So we'll see where that goes. And uh, that's all I have. So until tomorrow, stay safe. Mm-hmm.